Hey, Klaus here. Welcome to episode 125 of the e-commerce Coffee Break podcast. Today, I'm talking to Drew Carpenter, founder of Slippy.io, about how to personalize the offline experience and why your customer unboxing experience is important. So let's dive into it. This is the e-commerce Coffee Break, the podcast dedicated to Shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue. Each week, you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on Shopify. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get e-commerce insights you can't Google. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce Coffee Break podcast. As a Shopify merchant, you're always looking for ways to increase your customer lifetime value. You're always looking for ways to have marketing channels that have a high opening rate and that gets through to your customer with your message. Now, there is actually one way to get 100% opening rate. Now, it's not SMS, it's not text messaging, something different. And that's what we're going to dive into today and find out what is the secret to this. So with me today on the show, I have Drew Carpenter. He's the founder and CEO of Slippy. Ed Drew started selling online about six years ago, joined a fulfillment company called Hubo as one of their first hires back in a time. He helped scale to a business to a Series B and then decided to jump back into the early stage startup world by joining a company called Scribeless that provides handwritten direct mail services. Combining his experience in selling and then providing fulfillment and direct mail services, he found Slippy to create a new marketing channel for e-commerce and enable brands to personalize the unboxing experience. So that gave it a little bit away. Hi, Drew. How are you today? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thank you. How about yourself? All good. Thank you. Drew, give me a bit of a background. You have obviously a good background on different ways on how to market things for startup to get through to the customer. And with your idea, you're going a bit of a new route. And I want to talk a little bit more about this. So give me an idea on how you got started with this. Sure. So I'd say, obviously, a lot of my background is in fulfillment and joining a company called Haboos, helping scale that. I was in business development, but it was also picking and packing orders, outreaching, finding new customers, going down to the warehouse and onboarding them. So pretty good idea on how a fulfillment process works. I joined a company called Scribeless, as you mentioned, that provided handwritten direct mail services. So that was all about the boxing and the experience and customer experience and helping improve that. Handwritten direct mail try and boast a pretty high open rate, but you can't really say it's 100%. We can't track it. And it's something that can still be reliant on address data and whether the customer actually opens it. If it's handwritten, of course, they're more likely to open it, but they still don't necessarily do. So I joined the company. We let some e-commerce companies at the time use our handwriting AI software to print things in-house. It was quite high-end printers and the process was fairly manual. So it only really worked for kind of high-end jewelry companies. And generally, they use it for stuff like gift messaging and a few extra bits. But it wasn't very feasible in a fulfillment process without an insanely high average order value. I joined, obviously, from a fulfillment background. So we worked a lot on the fulfillment process and how we can narrow that time down down to a much shorter period. And we realized that if we can narrow that time down to a much shorter period and also use more affordable printing methods, then the market for this type of product becomes a lot wider. We realized that actually personalizing the unboxing experience is one, pretty much the only point in the customer journey where it's not personalized, right? Like you use text, you use email, you use targeted ads, you even use direct mail and you can personalize all of those avenues. But with the unboxing experience, all you do is put, let's say, a generic insert or something that's not personalized to that customer. So we realized that that's an opportunity for a new channel. 
We also think it's one of the best channels. We wouldn't be biased, but I don't know about you, but when you get something in the post, you're pretty excited about the brand. You're thinking about the products that you purchased. It's a great time to target customers with new content. The extent to which personalizing the unboxing experience is a lot more than just handwriting, right? You can use it in a similar way to how you use email and you can personalize by QR codes or normal text or images, product images. A couple of examples is like dynamic QR codes. So we can send you to a pre-filled basket based on what purchased previously or certain product recommendations or even through to a returns portal that already has your order information so it makes the returns process pretty easy so yeah i guess that's a bit of background okay no the idea is great i love it because as you said usually you try to personalize and optimize everything in the customer journey and there's a lot of tools there to do this while people are shopping and are in the funnel but once they get it delivered there are some merchants who put in some flyers some slip-ins whatever but as you said it's generalized it's not personalized and you taking this just one step step further. And again, somebody who gets his delivery, the open rate is 100%. You're waiting for it. <laughs> so exactly the only step in the whole process where you have the full attention of your customer. And I want to dive a little bit deeper into this. You personalize what they see, what they get. So it's not just their name, it goes much, much deeper in there. So explain a little bit on how that works. Exactly. The easiest channel we like to compare it to is email because it's quite easy to visualize and see how that would work. Our platform works in a similar way to how you do something like Klaviyo or MailChimp, where you can set up templates with various personalized fields. So it could be a personalized image or personalized first name, as you mentioned, or QR code or whatever else. And then we have flows. So you set up like decision mapping to assign different types of customers, different types of templates based on what they've purchased. So say they're a first time customer, you can point them towards a certain template. So they've spent over X amount, say whatever else we can import pretty much everything from Shopify, any custom fields, anything, anything that you want to personalize it by, you can do through our platform. Okay. So the flow is somebody orders and then automatically goes into a flow that then produces the packaging slip with the specific message for that specific customer. Yeah, exactly. We produce like a file and we sit that in like an order table. And then we also automate the print process so we can provide the printer and paper and all of that stuff. We set up with the printer and trigger that print to happen at the right time in the fulfillment process to make it nice and easy for the fulfillment team to Okay. So what's happening if somebody is already using any kind of packaging slip or whatsoever? Can a process they already have be integrated or taken into your system? Yeah, certainly. So there's a few different methods. And initially, our kind of assumption would be that we'd almost replicate a packing slip and add some extra features because a packing slip, right, no one particularly likes them. They're quite boring. They're quite dull. What we're finding is more and more people are just removing packing slips entirely and they're going to a digital pick and that kind of stuff. We've got about eight or nine different fulfillment methods to get this to print. So we can merge with a packing slip. We can get the information from a packing slip and put it into a template. We can remove the packing slip entirely and it can just be used as a marketing insert. It can replace it or it can be complementary alongside it. Okay. Not every merchant does the fulfillment in-house. Quite a few of them work with 3PL warehouses. It's outsourced. How would it work when this is happening? How do your process fit in with a 3PL warehouse, for instance? Sure. We set up with that 3PL. The process that we've built has been with 3PLs in mind, right? Like my background is from a 3PL, so it makes it pretty easy to sell to them. Ultimately, 
they become the decision maker in a lot of these things. You'd be surprised. So obviously most 3PLs don't want to offer personalized things generally, I would say, right? Like personalized packaging or different types of things. It's a hassle for them because they've got to deal with inbound storage and picking of these generic SKUs where they come down to like different inserts or packaging types. And they don't really have logic to assign, say, they don't have the logic to personalize it. So you can't assign certain packaging to certain orders generally. With us, we're essentially a print-on-demand solution. So yes, they do have to have a printer on the packing bench, but from that point, all they need to do is pick it at the same time as the order. So they don't have to deal with getting things through inbound. They don't really have to deal with storing lots of different types of inserts with different types of customers. It works pretty well for 3PLs as well. And obviously they make money off it because they can charge customers to include one of these in their orders. Okay. Now when it comes to the printing material, to the paper, to the printer, how does that work? Sure. So obviously we've tested a lot of printers. I think you can see some in the back behind me, actually. <laughs> We've got about 10 in our roster, 10 different printer types. Really, the limitation of our product comes down to the hardware, right? So there's certain things with printers like can it print borderless, can it print duplex, can it print on heavy card material? There's a variety of factors and we recommend different printer types based on the solution that the customer wants. With a 3PL, they can use the printer they already have or we recommend a printer and they kind of go for a one-size-fits-all solution. And then for any customers that want a particular type of design or want something more granular, more in detail, they can source a printer that can do that. We send sample packs out to pretty much everyone we speak to, send anyone who listens to this one, so they can see what it actually looks like. You'd be surprised. You'd think it'd be on some flimsy paper that doesn't look particularly nice, but no, we can print on cardstock. We can print almost as good as a print house where you'd source generic inserts from. Okay, no, that sounds great. When it comes to the design, is that something that the marketing department of the merchant needs to provide, or do you have templates that people can use and get started quickly? Sure. So generally, the point of our platform is to add the relevant personalization. It's not necessary to replace something like Figma or Canva or Photoshop. So we would generally work with their design team to work out the right designs for them. We do have a set of base templates and a set of base things you can do on our platform. A key use case really that comes up as like an obvious one is gift messaging. So a lot of 3PLs don't offer gift messages or they might offer it on like a sticker or something that's not very nice, or it might just be printed on the packing slip. So that's a pretty easy solution. And that would be kind of our default template or one of them. But then we work with their teams to create the best designs. Ultimately, the platform is there for so their design team to add as many templates and as many flows as they want to. Okay. What kind of homework does a merchant have to do before they can get started? So do they need to think about what kind of flows they want to set up or do you give ideas out on how to do that? We give ideas, certainly. So we can share like relevant case studies and what we've seen success with and other things. We can also help them set it up. Again, the platform's pretty easy to use, so it doesn't take much time. I think the quickest we've had someone get set up is within a day. Really, the biggest limitation is the hardware. So if they don't have the right printer and the right paper, obviously printers can take a while to source. But the actual software element, it's a couple of clicks to get integrated into, say, Shopify. And then you can set up a pretty basic couple of flows and a template and get started really quickly. You're doing this for a while now. Are there any industries or verticals that are preferred for this kind of service or solution? We're relatively new. So obviously we can't hone it down to necessarily these are our fits. But generally the brands we see that are at least inquiring with us and using us related to food and drink, 
drink, jewelry, cosmetics, supplements, and homeware, as well as pet products and that kind of stuff as well. Okay. What do you see is the biggest hurdle or roadblock for merchants on deciding on using your solution? Is there anything that stops them from doing this? The biggest one still, even though we've optimized for it quite a lot, is the fulfillment team and the process. That's still the biggest hurdle. Again, it's not one that's too difficult to get past most of the time, but you will get certain 3PLs that don't want to look at something like this, don't, aren't interested in any personalization. But generally, it's not too much of a hurdle. It just adds time to the onboarding process. If somebody is on omni-channel and selling internationally, I understand you're in the UK, so some sellers, some merchants are selling obviously all over Europe or globally. How would that work in this case? Can you focus on only specific countries and exclude other countries or how would that work? We also have a lot of clients in the US as well as Europe. I spoke to someone about an hour ago that's based in Australia, so it's quite late for them and fairly early for me. But yeah, really, we can speak to someone anywhere. Again, the biggest issue with different locations is going to be sourcing the hardware. But if they've already got hardware or know of a local printer shop or somewhere that they can source this from, or we can help them look online to source it from, then that's really the only barrier. Other than that, it can all be done online. Okay. You already said implementation is fairly quick and relatively quickly done. When it comes to the pricing, what kind of pricing is involved there? We offer a free tier for people wanting to get started. Again, that requires them to have their own hardware. We don't source that for them. It's 200 free prints a month. So say they just want to use this for gift messaging, or they just want to use this for a specific use case and they're fulfilling from their garage they can sign up and set up for free. We then have subscription tiers. We've tried to advertise pricing on our website and have it in various buckets. Ultimately, it comes down to, do they have the right printer? Do they have the right paper? What integrations do they need? What 3PL do they work with? Do we charge the 3PL? Do they charge the merchant directly? Like, what's the process? So most of the time we quote on a case-by-case -case basis. Generally, it's a subscription fee, which gives you use of the platform to do with what you'd like. And we have that free tier available as well. Okay, sounds great. What kind of of calls to actions do you recommend for this? I can imagine there's quite a range of things that you want to do your customer if they get this delivered to do. So give me just a couple of examples that our listeners get an idea on how you can use this kind of inlay or flyer in the best possible way. Sure. I would say generally that the best way is by dynamic QR codes. Everyone now knows what a QR code is. It's personalized to that customer so they can click it and then you send them to a particular point. We find that like pre-filled baskets work really well or perhaps you have a QR code like hovering next to a product that you've got a product image of that's a product recommendation. So you link them through to that product. QR codes generally work the best we found. You can have it as like a smaller touch point within say subscription orders. Say you're sending one of these every month, you can stage it, right? So you could have a smaller touch point for a couple of them and then link them to a QR code or whatever else. Another one is discount codes. So including like a coupon code or something on the slip itself. Okay. How did you get feedback from merchants in regards of how it increased their customer lifetime value? or upsells or cross-sells after the first purchase? Yeah, we have a few. And again, happy to shoot anyone over some case studies on this stuff. From the clients that have run tests, like typically they see the customers that receive a print are around 15% more likely to make a return purchase than customers that don't. For subscriptions, we've seen around a 30% reduction in churn over six to 12 months. Ultimately, the results vary by industry and the campaigns that we create. But obviously, the platform is set up so that merchants can use it how they'd like to. And yeah, typically, once they've set this up and they're getting more and more complicated 
the flows a few months in, they start to see a bigger upturn in results. Okay. Obviously for listeners of a podcast, it's always difficult to tell them how visually something looks like. So I have been to your website and I looked at the examples that you do have there and they give a really good overview. So at slippy.io, I think it's a good way to start. Where else can people find you or get in contact with you? Sure. So obviously there's the website. Reach out to me on LinkedIn, Dristen Carpenter or Twitter, wherever else. We've got phone numbers on our website to get in touch. We've also got forms to just get a sample pack. I don't know if I have one. I can show you quickly. Obviously, there's people on the podcast that listening to this, so I won't see them. But we have like literally just sample packs full of different types of prints. These are printed on printers either that we have here or one of our other offices. So we'll send those out to anyone that's listening to this. So just feel free to drop us a line on our website, fill in your address, and then we can get one of these sent out. Okay, sounds great. I will put the links in the show notes, then you're just one click away. I must say, I really like the idea to have a personalized message when it arrives. And I reckon that there is a ton of potential for most sellers, for most merchants to improve the customer lifetime value by just doing this. Thanks so much. It was very insightful and hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, no, it's at all. Great to speak to you. Hey, Klaus here. Before you go, I would like to invite you to become part of the e-commerce merchant pro community to get actionable advice from other Shopify merchants who already have achieved what you are aiming for. Our community is a safe place to actively grow your online retail business with the support of the most amazing and helpful group of e-commerce entrepreneurs behind you. Running a Shopify business is tough. Don't do it alone. Join us now. It's free. You will find the link in the show notes. Also, if you think your online store has conversion or marketing issues and you would like to have a fresh set of eyes on your business, then drop me an email at klaus at klauslauter.com and let me know a little bit about your business. It might be beneficial for you to have me look over your store, offers, emails, and ads, and get an unbiased outside perspective and guidance to help you make most of your online business. And finally, if you enjoy the show, please rate and review in the app that you're listening so that I can get bigger and more impactful guests on the podcast. Thank you as always for tuning in today. I appreciate you. Until next time, and I talk to you soon.